0: Blog
2: Talk Radio It's the Gridiron Studs Show And a promo that's got the flow Football knowledge from toe to toe with AMO, Talamino, and the other host. You already know Chad Wilson brings you the show. Dial us up, give us a call. We're waiting here. To talk some ball. 347-633-9365 is the number to call. So don't sit around, no time to stall. Giving you football from wall to wall. And now we give you our two hosts. Amo and Chad with your breakfast toast. Breakfast Toast is here. It is a Tuesday. It is already January 26th of 2016. That just sounds crazy. Nevertheless, we're here, Chad Wilson, Amo Calamino, and is as always on Tuesday, it's Straight Talk with Warren Sapp. He will be joining us here in about 15 minutes on the Gridiron Studs show to talk about what went down this weekend in both the AFC and NFC championship games and maybe a little bit of a preview of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, Emil. Uh You've seen all the Super Bowls, right?
0: No, I, I missed the first couple. Come on, man. I'm not that old jeepers. The first Super Bowl I remember, I'm trying to think here, uh, that I have a decent recollection of is probably the Super Bowl after the 1974 season where the Steelers and Vikings played. I remember those games used to be played in the middle of the afternoon. I believe that one was played, I want to say, in the old Tulane Stadium down in New Orleans, but I'm not 100% on that, and I just remember it being crappy. It was raining. I was about to be seven years old that year because it was in January 75, so I was six and a half or whatever, and I have a pretty decent memory of that game.
2: Yeah, um, the first Super Bowl I remember was one full of heartache because, you know, I was a Los Angeles Rams fan, so it was 1979 Super Bowl Uh, I don't know which Super Bowl that is, uh, but it involved the Los Angeles Rams and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was – Super Bowl 14. That was 14, buddy. Super Bowl 14 is what that was? Yes. Way to come through with that information. But um, the 78 Super Bowl, yes, I was in the country. Wasn't really paying much attention to that. I think at around that time I was more a soccer fan. I'd just come back into the country from – Trinidad and so soccer was the thing down there and that was what was foremost on my mind checking out the New York Cosmos so any soccer fans out there if there are any you might remember the New York Cosmos that had Pele on the team so that's the kind of stuff I was following but by the time 78 turned to 79 I took on the uh, well not the national pastime at the time because football was not ahead of baseball at that time as you can remember but uh, let me get, let me give you off. this. Is
0: this a scary good memory? I told you the first one I remembered. I just looked it up. It was Super Bowl Nine, the Steelers Vikings. Sure enough, it was in the old Tulane Stadium, and I was doing that off the top of my head. I swear, my children, that the mm-hmm. but it was it was. Listen to these statistics, and let's compare them to what they end up this year. Fifty six, about fifty six million people watched that Super Bowl. And the cost of a 30 second commercial was $107,000. Now, we'll we'll get those numbers after this one. Yeah, boy, do things change.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not as wide an audience. I'd like to um, get those numbers now as to how many people are watching it and how it exactly relates to what a 30 second spot is. That's a lot of money, though, back then, though, anymore, $107,000. Oh, 1975,
0: box. you're talking 40, yeah, 40 years ago? Sure, 107 grand was a lot, of, a lot of, hey, 107 grand is a lot of change now, but it was a real yeah, lot then.
2: But, yeah, I'd love to know if you could find that information, if it's available where you're looking, who the advertisers were back then. It'd just be interesting to know who who had that kind of cheese and who really wanted to get out there to the audience at that time compared to who's trying to get out there now, but nevertheless... The uh, Super Bowl was a big deal then, but it's a really huge deal now. It's an international event. It will bring in more people into the NFL's business, more people asking questions, more pressure on the NFL to look good, do things right, and uh, not make a total mess of it. So we do believe that we have a good matchup between the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers, but that always remains to be seen, sometimes the pressure of the whole event can uh, cause people to crack, as was the case for Peyton Manning last time he appeared in a Super Bowl. It started bad and just got uglier from there. A missed snap in the end zone resulted in a safety, and it just was all downhill for Peyton, who is looking for uh, his swan song. Abel, do you believe that Peyton Manning would retire if he were to win this Super Bowl?
0: Uh, and, and I want to ask Sap this, but I actually believe he will retire regardless of the result because... I think he will be retired if that makes any sense. At some point you somebody tells you Broncos you can't would put...
2: retire, is that what you're saying? Well, yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I do. I I I just can't see um you know, listen, they're not winning these games. I I'm not trying to he did nothing Sunday to win that game for them. He didn't lose it, which I guess is is part of playing in the playoffs, but I, the writing's on the wall in Denver. I think they don't want the mess that would be going forward next year. With hey, you know, as soon as he has a couple games where he's throwing those wounded ducks up, and there's two or three picks, people are asking for Osweiler. I think they know that they have to make a decision after this season. They got away with it in that last game against San Diego when they needed the home field advantage. They brought him in, and the team responded with a great drive and a kind of bail out Kubiak from making what might have been a, a difficult decision had had Osweiler went out and played well that game and Denver drilled San Diego. I mean, you, you might have paid Manning standing on the bench for these playoffs.
2: You know, uh, I don't know where I am on that. I guess it would depend on how good they feel about Brock Osweiler. The truth of the matter is, when you know, Payton was great, a great passer, a great throw of the football all these years and had problems winning Super Bowls. But at this point it's all about his brain and relenting to what is um you know the the key to winning. And here he is in the Super Bowl. So do you do you get rid of him now if he's not wanting to retire or do you take do you take the brain and continue to rely on what it is that got you here, which is um, a great defense, a solid running game, and great decision making by your quarterback?
0: Well, they've had some things break well for them. Um, you know, guys like Demarcus, Demarcus Ware, another favorite of mine. I mean, he's getting up there in age. I mean, I think the Broncos are going to understand that. You know, that formula may need to be tweaked a little bit. Not that that's not the formula to win. I'm just saying they may not have the same pieces going forward because of age. I I just think at some point the guy's 40. He's going to be 41 when next season starts. At at some point you have to realize that yeah, they got away with it this year, but but you're not going to win. Games consistently in this league, the way it's set up, 20 to 18. I mean, and really, they did nothing in either game, moving the football. That makes you think that you know they can continue that formula. Even the game against the Steelers, the Steelers went in there as a wounded animal, you know. And really, they took Denver to the you know right down to the wire in that game. So I don't know. I mean, I listen. I commend him for what he's done because, as you said, he he bought into the formula. He's in the Super Bowl. That's the goal. But I think at some point, you you know, Denver's going to move off him. And, uh, you know, I, I think they like Osweiler. There's nothing not to like. I mean, the guy played this year, his first real taste of it. And, and he, he, he did pretty well for himself.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I guess we got to get to the Super Bowl first. But that is going to be an interesting dynamic. What does Peyton Manning do after this? Is he a guy that's going to have a hard time calling it quits? He hasn't made any type of announcement. Is he the kind of guy that would need to make an announcement beforehand and do the whole farewell tour thing, or is he a guy that could just hang it up? And would he be okay if he took a loss here in this Super Bowl, just going out on that note? So, um,
0: either way. Let me toss this out. Let fun. me toss this out for you. Him and Osweiler had basically the same amount of attempts this year. And you can't say that statistics don't matter because cause Osweiler won a lot of big football games for him this year. He beat the Patriots in Denver, which basically got them home field advantage. Uh, Manning threw 331 passes, Osweiler threw 275, okay? Manning completed just under 60% of his passes, Osweiler just under 62%. Osweiler mm-hmm. was was higher per attempt, Osweiler threw 10 TDs to 6 picks, Manning 9 to 17 interceptions. Manning Mm -hmm. had finished the year with a 68 quarterback rating, Osweiler 86. Now, obviously they've gotten to Manning in the playoffs. I get that, and the brain thing does matter, and they know they have a really good defense. So I get what they did playing to their strength. But those numbers that I just read for you for Manning over a 16-game season, you might not be in the playoffs.
2: Maybe, maybe not Emil. i I don't know well, but again, we'll just have to we'll just have yeah. to see how all this shakes out. I can make an argument for him being in there. I could probably argue, um you know, I could argue why those numbers are the that way, and we can do we can do a lot of things there on that, so but nevertheless, that's not the debate that we're gonna have now and again, if you're just now tuning in, Warren Sapp will join us here in about five minutes on the show. Let's slide off of the topic of football and run over to the NBA. Golden State, we talked a little bit yesterday about uh, how good the San Antonio Spurs are uh, and how they always have a legitimate shot of being a team out of the West, even with Golden State being as hot as they are. Last night, Emil, Golden State goes out and punishes them by 30 points. What to make of that 120-90 to win for the Warriors over the Spurs?
0: Uh, it's hard to draw conclusions from a lot of, uh, regular season NBA games. They're going to play three more times. They'll play a couple times in San Antonio. I think like you said yesterday, playoff basketball is just different. I'm not, you know, obviously both teams want to win when they step on the court, but I just don't think you can draw too much from, from when top teams play in the regular season. You got to see them go. They're going to go at it hopefully in a seven game series, Um, in the playoffs, and, you know, that'll be that. I think the best thing from yesterday's game was Popovich, where he got a little dig in on the Cavaliers. Uh, He made some comment after the game basically about the Cavalier coach being fired after a loss like this. I guess he kind of basically said, hopefully they won't fire me.
2: (laughs) You got to love Popovich. Um, You keep a straight face and crack a joke. So you got to love that. But on the note of the Cleveland Cavaliers, congratulations to them. They uh, won their first game under new coach Tyronn Lue. uh Is that the co- or is, who's the coach? Is it LeBron James, Tyron Lue. Who is it? Who's coaching over there in Cleveland? No one <laughs> has any idea. But Nevertheless, they listen. That up. was nothing <laughs> to be
0: proud of last night. They 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 went to the wire with a a horrendous Minnesota T Wolves team.
2: Yes, they beat the mighty Minnesota 14 and 32 Timberwolves. Yesterday, I don't know. That thing's looking a little bit like a train wreck. But you know what? It is, like you said, the NBA. All they got to do is get their act together sometime in March going into April, and uh, everything will be just fine. I don't know how much of a challenge they're going to have in in the East if they really get things rolling here, and that is the hope.
0: Well, I don't know much about
2: Toronto, but, I mean, if you
0: really take a look, Toronto has played well this year. We'll see what happens when they get to the playoffs. But the rest of that Eastern Conference, I mean, the back half of it, 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 I mean, it's better than it usually is. None of the teams are under 500. Seeds 5 through 8 are all over 500. That's a good thing. But, you know, Boston, Detroit, Miami, and Indiana probably aren't beating Cleveland in a series. So, you know, to me, it looks like unless Toronto or maybe the Bulls figure things out, um, yeah, it's probably Cleveland's to lose at this point.
2: I tend to pay a lot of attention, Abel, of who wins on the road. It just tells me, gives me a clue as to who is really, really focused. And both Cleveland and Toronto share the same road record of 14-9 and nine, uh, on this season. Um, over in the Western Conference, though, looking at this home thing, we you know, projecting a potential playoff matchup, neither, neither the Spurs or the Warriors have lost at home. And come, when you go into the playoffs, I'm going to assume that if all stays the same, the Warriors are going to be the team... That is favored to win the series, and that squarely puts the pressure on a uh, on a younger team. And when you're talking about trying to go into San Antonio and win under those circumstances, it could be a problem for the Golden State Warriors. It would suck for them to have this kind of regular season and not make it even to the even to the final series.
0: Well, but yes, but by the end of the regular season, I I suspect that. So San Antonio is not going to be far behind the regular season. I mean, right now, even after yesterday's game, Golden State sits at 41 and 4, and San Antonio's 38 and 7. So a lot's gotten lost with the season San Antonio's had because of the start that Golden State had. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'm trying to look over that whole West now too. The back half of that conference, there's nothing there that scares me if I'm either of those teams with Memphis, Dallas, Houston, or, or Sacramento. Uh we talked about Oklahoma City yesterday and uh, the Clippers just don't seem right this year. They've had some injuries. I know Blake Griffin's been out. Uh you know, so unless somebody like Kevin Durant just goes off in a series, it should be Golden State and San Antonio pretty easily out there. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, sure.
2: I mean, that's 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 what everyone's expecting. So so to speak. So um in either way, you know the Spurs are somehow going to Find their way into this thing, so I um, don't think anyone's going out on a limb there. I'm trying to look back at the Chicago Bulls as a magical 72 and 10 season, and trying to see because I'm a bit amazed by how the uh, in a season where the Golden State Warriors are in essence challenging that you know all time great season by the Chicago Bulls. The Spurs are kind of in position to challenge that as well. So I'm looking at that season that the Bulls had to see if there was anyone close like what Golden State is experiencing and I'm looking at well, it, the next best thing. I'm going to say A&E. I'm going to
0: say something that's when you're doing that that's kind of blasphemous, but I think both those two teams, Golden State and San Antonio, are better teams than that Bulls team. And what I mean by that is We've talked about the effect one player has in basketball. I think that Bulls team was a collection of very good players, role players, guys who knew what to do with an excellent coach in Phil Jackson, and they had the best player on the planet and probably the best player that's ever played in Michael Jordan. Um, So in a playoff series, he was able to a lot of times take over at certain points and and advance them. And, of course, they had the 72-10 season. But, I mean, I've seen Golden State play a couple times this year. And, again, I don't sit there – watching 10 basketball games a week. So, believe me, I don't fancy myself an expert on this. But from what I see, I think they're a more complete team than that Bulls team.
2: Perhaps they are. You know, I thought the Bulls did really well with their role players. Everyone understood their roles. So, I guess history will let us know on that. But looking back on the 95-96 season, the one in which the Bulls went 72-10, and 10, the next closest thing was Seattle in the West. And, you know, they had divisions back then, but uh, Seattle was a 64 and 18 team. Not, yeah, A pretty damn good basketball team. Um, but they were 64 and 18 on the season. Who knows if Golden State and. Oh, well, wait, that Seattle team, that was Gary Payton, right? He was on that
0: team. And that was Sean. I spread my seed everywhere. Kemp um, was on that team, correct?
2: Yes. Uh, if you must characterize it that way, of course, yes. Well, I mean, that was a
0: damn good team, actually. It was a very good Seattle team.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, in, the series went to six games that year, so for all of their greatness, the Bulls didn't actually, you know, they didn't go out there and sweep Seattle. They had to go six games to, to you know, to get the win, and there were some pretty good battles in some of those games. Uh, so well, you know sure. we might I mean, be think
0: of, Go back to the like Bulls' that. championship runs and think of how many times you sat there watching them in the fourth quarter, where Jordan would go off and save their bacon. I mean, he he knocked he knocked what is, was it, Brian Russell or Byron Russell? He knocked him into the first row in that game six against Utah. <laughs> To win that game, when he when he did the crossover, pushed off with his off hand and then hit the jumper. Remember that? He
2: did. he did get a full he did get a full ass grab and pushed Ryan Russell, who by the way was at Long Beach State while I was there, and was a pretty damn good basketball player there in his own right. So it's something you know when I've um, come across him over the years, I've uh, always reminded him that man, you couldn't get a foul on that. I guess you weren't that great of a player that you could get that call doesn't yeah. really like that when I bring it up to him, but it was it was Michael Jordan, nevertheless, man. We need to take our break. Warren Sapp is due to join us here on the Gridiron Iron Stead Show, and we can't wait to talk to him about uh the various things that went down on Sunday between those two games. Stay with us. We'll be right back on the Gridiron Iron Stead Show right after. that doesn't mean everyone's putting their t-shirts away, whether it's the company recreational basketball team, the youth soccer league for the kids, or the Halloween party your buddy throws every year, t-shirts are as much a part of the American culture as Tom Brady deflating footballs. Screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay even higher prices. More colors, more costly. The answer? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. Whether it's your 7-on-7 team, your child's birthday party, or the family reunion, you can do it yourself and they'll look great. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, do the wording, whatever you want, print it on your own inkjet paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, and iron it on with your own hand iron. The design or pictures you put on your t-shirts are limited only by your own imagination and creativity. If you dream it up and design it, the paper sold at t can get it onto your T-Shirt. By the way, don't worry if you haven't done it before. As T-Shirt Supplies has first-rate customer service, they'll help you get the right paper for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them at t That's T-Shirt, no hyphen, Supplies Pearl, all one word.com. Or call them at 1-877-857-2737. That's one 85 paper T-ShirtSupplies.com. Go there. Now. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironSuds.com today. we got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridEyeStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now, set your profile up, and let yourself be seen. We're back on the Gridiron Stud Show, Tuesday edition of the Gridiron Stud Show, and as always on Tuesday, we welcome. Uh, how many shows out there can say, Emil, that they have a Hall of Famer uh, doing a segment every week? How many? How many out there? Not, That's right. Not many. None, outside of this one, and that is us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. And as always, we're happy to have our next guest on. It's Hall of Famer, Gold Jacket wearer, Warren Sapp, joining us here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Sapp, what's going on?
1: Good morning, fellas. Yes, we are. Where in are, are
0: you today, Warren? Are you on the road Are you home? Where are you? Well, I'm in the great state
2: of Florida. Excellent.
1: That is home Oh uh, we are experiencing
2: <laughs> some. We were and have been experiencing some chilly temperatures here in uh,
1: the great state of Florida. And I'm not talking no, about. No, 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 no. We good this morning. I, I woke up and I, I, I just ran to the store real quick to grab me some orange juice because on this date. 13 years ago, me and my compadres in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers woke up with one purpose, and that was to bring the Lombardi trophy back to Tampa, Florida. And that was today. So I went and get me some champagne, you know, open champagne, drank me a little mimosa this morning. So I ran downstairs, and I just had shorts in my tank and my little, you know, uh, buzzer beater on and i had all legs and arms out and i'm like oh my god i'm about to run in the store it's going to be freezing and then it was nice and warm i'm like ah i love florida <laughs> listen to you listen yeah. to you two. listen to you two. wait let me yeah, have, Chad, you know, let me you know, tell you know, sap it what happened Pennsylvania,
2: here by the way so shooting you a bird
0: <laughs> yeah listen Warren, we had uh, uh where i live on saturday we we just missed it no 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 where do you where just, do you live i live up in the Scranton Wilkesbury area so i was a little oh. bit north of the big storm Okay. So you, you, you what you were a, a millimeter off the record? <laughs> yeah, we got four inches of powdery white stuff. One hour to myself, they got thirty-two inches of snow. Ooh, that thing was real.
1: That thing was that's real. Not, yeah, that, that, that was thing serious. was real. I was watching it. I was watching yeah, it. I was feeling for you. I was for you. type of weather the Tampa Bay
2: Bucks couldn't win in. Amol, what did you say about the Bucks not winning it? Silence, silence on the line. I said that's that kind of weather the Bucks
1: couldn't win in in the playoffs. Isn't mm-hmm. that what used to happen? I, that's how used to Chad, go down? I think I think I think Chad's a little mistaken because he's forgetting who closed the veteran stadium. And I don't think it so was not at all. That's, that's right,
0: Chad. They I'm came up long here long they long. came up here and shut that down.
1: <laughs> I closed the vet and opened the link with a shutout. So please chat. Whatever yeah, you, you want to play in. Just give just give me ten other compadres that gonna stand with me and say not today. That's all I need. And that was that was that day. <laughs> that, was on, uh, was, that was on January nineteenth. That was on January nineteenth. Thirteen
2: 19th. years ago. Hey Sat, real quick. I played on that veteran stadium. You obviously played on it more than me. Just talk a little bit about what it was to play on that surface. I mean, I always heard all the stories, and I went and played
1: on it. and Said, "How do you do this to people?" No, no, no. I got to tell you something. My first game in the National Football League was in Veterans Stadium. Good lord! And they, and, and you know what you they bad, did? Man. No, no. I got to tell you. I got to get this. I got to get the people, whoever did some credit, because that afternoon they rolled a brand new carpet out. I mean. It was no ridges, no cut. Well, they rolled it right over the top of it, so you didn't have to worry about You know when Billick was out there that day, my team's not playing on this in the preseason game and all of right. right. I mean, the vet the vet was something else, but I got to tell you something. My second game was in Cleveland Municipal Stadium. How was that? Well, that was a dump, wasn't it? What? you talking about a locker room the size of my living room. I mean, we were all on top of each other, cold water, walked through the dugout and come up out of there right on the clay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I heard that was horrible at stadium. Listen, I got to tell you two something. My first year in the National Football League, I played in the Vet, the Cleveland Municipal Stadium, the Superdome, the – Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> oh <laughs> the man. U, H. Humphrey, uh, Metrodome. Well, all these places are gone. They don't even exist anymore. You hit them all. You did I'm a tour. Did I <laughs> oh, I did thirty one of thirty two stadiums in my thirty in my thirteen years I did thirty one of thirty two stadiums in the National Football League. It was only which one do you place think? it was only one place I didn't stomp and rumble, and that was in Buffalo, Ralph Wilson, the great Ralph Wilson Stadium.
0: You never oh, played wow. there, huh?
1: Oh, uh, you want to hear something? I looked at the schedule in Week One. The year after, the year after, if I don't retire, the first game is in Buffalo. Oh, oh man. man, there you go. You <laughs> could have hit them all. I, I, I didn't get a hundred sacks, and I didn't get them all, so I understand. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, quick question, question resume, for you, Snap. Before Chad resume. wants that,
0: Chad wants to hit you up with a couple recruiting questions, but a quick question going. This is Super Bowl week or two weeks. Um, how nervous were you? Like, be
1: honest, leading up to the game, were you nervous? No, because, you know, we were the last team that went straight from the championship game to Super Bowl week. We won oh, in right. came back to Tampa, had a party, got drunk, jumped on a plane the next morning, took off. We were in San Diego Monday afternoon. Really? Wow. Oh,
0: Really? Oh, that's right. That was one week. Yeah, we were
1: the last team. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you a a funny story. You guys, I think, weren't you guys about two touchdown underdogs in that game?
1: I think it was three, three and a half or something like that. Because Money Kiffin used to always yell it in the front of me. I can't believe game, Wait, wait, wait. He talking about like money. We don't get those points on the scoreboard, so let's not talk about it. he'd always yeah. He always always play that. He always play the underdog call. I'm like no, we don't care. We we got everybody thinks we got a bad offense. We understand. It's fine. (laughs) I remember when you
0: when you guys got to that game because obviously as a Cowboy fan, I so wanted you to beat the Eagles. You got to the game, and I was working at the time. I was the CFO of a company. I had to drive about an hour each way. It was up in uh, the Poconos. Pennsylvania, and I would listen to the Mike and the Mad Dog, Francesa and Mad Dog. I would get that that station. And I remember that leading up to that game, you know how Mad Dog gets excited. They don't have a chance, the Buccaneers. Did you see the Raiders? I mean, I don't know who – I forget how bad they won the AFC Championship
1: game. But oh, they as cooked somebody like 51-something, to 40-something, to, to, yeah, something to something. Yeah, they, it was bad. They cooked them. They as had soon it as he
0: said that, I knew that I was going to wager – on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl because I said this guy thinks like the public, he doesn't realize they're going to play some defense. And you got you guys were good to
1: me that Super Bowl. Hey man, I try to be good to anybody on any given Sunday afternoon. I was just gonna give you your money's worth. That was my rule. Well, you gave me mine and then some, so thank you. Hey, that's all I need, baby. That's all I need. <laughs> I mean, it was you know, and people always you know want to hit us up and talk about. Oh, y'all knew the plays. I'm like, okay, I just want the world to think about this in just your own personal life. Just say you're one of 12 kids, and you and all your siblings went into a business together, and y'all say so y'all coach football, and y'all coaching a football team, and y'all sitting there, and y'all banging, and y'all going. Y'all go to the championship game, the tuck rule gets you. Come back the next time, Baltimore, big Sarah Gusa grabs your quarterback and slams him on his shoulder. That gets you. So the next year, one of your brother's you know, has a dispute with ownership, and he gets sent away. So now there's eleven versus one. Who knows more about who? That eleven know about that one, or that one about that eleven? It ain't even close. That eleven about the one, right? Right. Oh, Okay. Right. So, uh, they, they, so they should have had the advantage, right? Yeah, you. Nah, you, you, nah, <laughs> nah. They didn't have Simeon Rice, me, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Runde Barber, Brian Kelly, Dwight Smith. <laughs> or right. the MVP of the Super Bowl, Dexter Dirt Road Jackson. So don't play no games. I mean, then my man Greg Spires and Chuck Darby and Shelton Quarles and Al Singleton. I mean, we 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 were standing that day like whatever you got, we got an answer for it.
2: We're going to
1: defend every blade of grass on this raggedy. On this raggedy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but
0: Warren, you know, you're saying something that you know Chad and I talk about this all the time. With just generally football fans, they tend to gravitate towards offense. So, you know, when you put up a lot of points, the the
1: general public thinks you can't you can't lose. It's It's interesting. It's true yeah. it it because they're playing fantasy, and if they playing fantasy, they want points, and if you are doing points, I'm rolling with you. Got it? We play it, ugly that, football. We played a we played an NFC Championship game where it was 17 points played, scored total. Seventeen right. in Total.
0: <laughs> no, I listen. I I understand, hey, and that's, nobody, just, that's nobody likes that kind
1: of game except somebody like me and Chad and the rest of the defenders in the world. You know, we we love that kind of game. We we were defending every piece of carpet that was in the TWA dome that day. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly. true, man. Yeah. You, you, were, that's, you that's, know, you hit true. you hit it
2: right on the head. People are married to their fantasy teams, and that's so happened. people who score points and rack up yardage and touchdowns for their particular players are going to be the darlings
1: for those. Hey, uh, listen, for those I would have loved a 30-point offense a, a week. I would have loved one. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have three championships uh, right well, now. Well, this is a good question. I'd have, I'd have three, three championships so right accurate. now, but I did I had a 16-point offense, so I had only four. But you four. know what? I want you
0: to think about something, and I know you're going to poo-poo me when I tell you. So it changed. It might have changed the way you play defense. Because, see, the fact that you guys had to play defense the way you did
1: probably made you a little bit better. No. No? no. Even when we were in the playoffs, because if you go back to the playoffs, we were scoring 31 points in that divisional. We scored 27 points in Philadelphia. We scored 21, 28 on offense. What was it? 27 on offense, and we scored 21 on defense. So, whatever it was, you know. Well, how much, we yeah, I was going to say, how much of that
2: was set up by by the defense? No, no,
1: no, no, no. All our points on defense, we weren't setting them up. We were taking them to the house in the Super Bowl. I mean, we were taking them all to the house. The White took two to the house, and Brooks took the other one to the house. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, still, I still see Brooks
2: with that lean forward run with the ball in his hand all the way to the end zone but see, man, gotta you gotta lean you
1: get... for... when you got when you got booty like that you got to lean forward that's the only way you get going <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: want to ask you this question though would you would you have been okay with playing on a team that had a hurry up offense on the other side
1: listen just score been I had an have offense have that was going three ball. yards in a cloud of dust and putting. What are you talking about? Now you're going to speed it up and put No, 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 no. Don't do that. If you gonna speed it up, you have to have an advantage. You have to have something that you're going to. That's why Tom Brady and that's why Peyton Manning and Boomy Siason and all the people that ran that kind of offense, you know, they had an advantage and they went to it and they put up numbers. That's why you do it. But if you don't have an advantage, you got to you got to run this clock and play field position in defense. Play play defense. Hey, listen. But we just a... we always feel Chad and I always talk about the
0: fact that, you know,
1: like
0: <clears throat> give you an example, Chip Kelly, his defenses in Philly were facing about two games extra worth of plays a year if you go look at the amount of plays they faced each season. They were basically facing an extra 120 plays a year from your average team, which is about two games' worth of plays. We always feel that eventually that takes its toll on the defense, both in terms of injury.
1: No, it takes your toll on the amount of times that they can show you something and fool you or try to fool you. It's the amount of opportunities and plays because that's why in any football setting we talk about third down because that's three less plays for them and three more for your offense. It's the amount of opportunities and chances you get. That's it. That's it. And if you're telling me Chip Kelly put his defense out there 120 more times, oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? That's two more games. Yes, right. exactly. So they were playing an 18-game season with Chip. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> How that feel dog? at the end of the year? And then, and then here was the coup de grace that really killed Chip with his offense. They were getting the red zone, and in crucial situations, couldn't score points, and then time management was doo-doo. I mean, when they ran that ball down there and you wouldn't go to the two-minute warrant and you had to lead, you're like, what are you doing? Right, right, right. exactly. I can't, you I can't to. wait
2: to see this offense in San Francisco, Seth. I don't know about you. Hey, hey.
1: I'm going to tell you like this here, huh? son. He's got a nice toy to play with.
2: He does. I'm not buying it, though. You're not
1: buying what? That Colin Kaepernick can, can, can light this league up? You're crazy. You're, you're no, crazy. No,
2: he's
1: going to get him hurt. No, because he's smart enough to slide. You Just got to use the rules that they give you, man. Seth, tell me one time not, you seen. Tell me one time you've seen him get hit. Thank you. Yeah, that's a different offense. Not, no, not this he's one. A, he's he's with. a different Seth, you quarterback. You play
2: defense. You already know what you would be doing to Kaepernick if they tried that in the league. You already uh, know what Simeon would do in
1: the. No, i I'm not talking about the defenses he faced. It's the quarterback in which you face as a defense. If he won't allow you to hit him by throwing the ball and sliding, you can't do anything except foul him. Chad, you understand what I'm saying? Name me one time because he was in games with Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews, and Clay Matthews wasn't even on the – and A.J. Hawk. All of them was in that game when he ran for 180 yards. You kidding me?
2: True. I do know that. Didn't touch that kid. Some of
1: those, and he and he ran all the way through the playoffs and took him to championship games and Super Bowl. Nobody hit him. Ray Lewis didn't hit him. Holodi Nada didn't hit him. Subs didn't hit him. Ed Reed didn't hit him. What are you talking about? Listen, I'm looking at it
2: like this quarterback sweeps and Jim Harbaugh.
1: No, no, no. no, on. no, no, but not
2: the kind Chip Kelly. And he's in, the division. No, he's in no, a division. No, we're not in college. In you don't
1: Rams run no quarterbacks. Come on. Seattle Seahawks, who play defense,
2: on. and Arizona Cardinals, who play defense.
1: I'm all not they, they, hey, Listen, this boy played team? all those defenses when he was running to those championships, and none of them. Chad, just name me one time he got hit. That's all. You watch enough tape. Think about it. Different offense. Oh. Chad, I mean, Chip mm-hmm. Kelly ain't that foolish to get fired after getting the whole cake, batter, groceries and everything. Now you shipped all the way back across the other side of the country and now you're going to do what? Get the one the one piece, the Ferrari, you're going to get that knocked out? Oh, come on, Chad. Come on, man. The man ain't that crazy. 2019, Chip Kelly uh, will be back in <laughs> college football. That's just, that's just <laughs> my prediction. Well, right that's, that's three years from now you can going win a world championship yeah, they don't, they in three don't years.
2: Long, the same it's the San Francisco 49ers. They just had like a – uh, I don't. what do you call that, that they had
1: a head coach this year? Oh, don't, gonna wait even a on don't even get me on that one. Yeah, yeah. On Jeremy, don't even get
2: me on that one. get me on that one. Why I want to
1: get that team back to DeBartolo? Uh,
2: please, immediately. Hey, before we launch into talks on the, the games we had this weekend, I just want to ask you, because I have a big recruiting audience, so I just wanted to throw some things at you. What was the first – what team offered you your first scholarship?
1: I had an offer. I, uh, to Bobby Williams then. And Bobby Williams was the recruiting State? coordinator, the the special team's assistant head coach at Alabama right now. He was uh, mm-hmm. underneath uh, the big guy in uh, Michigan State. I took my first visit up there to see snow because I had never seen snow before as an 18-year-old mm-hmm. kid from Plymouth, Florida. So I flew up to Michigan State, and he looked at me and said, son, if you want to play football in Michigan State, You have a scholarship there. And I'm like... (sighs) Then he was like, now nah, i got to get that jacket. I'm like, oh, come on. He's like, there's no way you go home with this jacket unless you sign the National eleven ten And then, <laughs> then you can go home with that jacket. <laughs> That's what he hit me with. I said, now i, said, nah, I got to go take a couple more visits before I do this. I said, I'm going to take this off in the airport." Here you go, baby. Here's your gloves, too, and your hat. He said, no, no, you can keep the hat. <laughs> you keep the beanie. <laughs> you keep the beanie. I'm going to pull it off your head. I said, oh, thanks, Coach. I went to the plate and went home, man. The Michigan State. Then I went to Florida. And I Spurrier took me to his office, and Shane Matthews walked in the, in, the, in his office while we were watching TV. He said, "I'll throw you six balls a game. You might have to make a play on one." I said, "What do I sign?" <laughs> hey, so let me ask you this: Spurrier, oh, this Spurrier, Spurrier told me, hold on, hold on. We got to go get your mom. You got to get your mom. My mom stopped me from signing that Florida. I won't tell that story. It's, uh, it's a bad story. <laughs>
0: so that way, that was the closest you got to, to not going to Miami. Was Florida was your number two?
1: I mean, it was just like the visits that were going now. And then I had, the, and then when I went to my visit in Miami, whew, Leon Searcy, uh, Kelvin Harris, and Rudy Barber. Rudy mm. Barber, took me to uh, the office. And I remember waking up the next morning, going, "How do I convince my mother?" <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and we went to dinner the next night, and Doctor Anna Price. Took my mother to the side, and she said, I guarantee you, I'm gonna make sure he go to class. And she looked at my mom, and my mom looked at her and said, Okay. She said, Oh I can turn you over to her Yeah and Dr. Price could connect.
2: <laughs> uh, so, now wait, you're mom.
0: from you're from the North Flor
1: uh, area of Florida. Florida. I'm from uh, Florida. Uh, I'm uh, Florida. Compton, Florida. The class eight okay. A uh three times state champs. And they should be ranked gotcha. number one right now in this great state of Florida. Should be coming up this season. You might need to come down and check a little Florida football anymore because I'm saying Florida to you and you, you looking all cross-eyed because that Big 33 stuff that y'all play up there, that's not football, son. I, go ahead and ask your question now. No, <laughs> boy, he's, even,
0: he's even killing the Big 33 game. Holy cow. Kill
1: it. Kill it. <laughs> Absolutely kill it. I don't know no Big 33. I ain't seen nothing out of there in a long time. Name Listen, me one. Listen, I'm smart enough to understand what states are okay, play the right, best good, good, good. high all school right, football. We go. All right, thank you.
2: Yeah, well now we did. Gonna, uh, we did grab a couple of. We did grab a couple of quarterbacks out of.
1: Um, Amos State. So for that, we'll forever be grateful. Oh no, Jim Kelly, the the, the, the the man. <laughs> Jim Kelly, the man. We love Jim. <laughs>
0: and there was another guy that played a little pro football down there, Dan Marino. Well,
1: Danny, Danny boy is, is the exception to all rules. Uh, trust me, I, I fly on the, the plane with him every every summer to the uh, summer home in Canton, and it's beautiful to sit with the the monster. He is something special. Love Dan Marino. Come on, you know that. And you then we to. gave
0: you guy. We gave the NFL Joe Montana.
1: Few cool. other guys like that.
0: Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Montana. All right, let me get back on. Let me get back all to right.
2: my recruiting thing. We, all right, so you told us what sold Mom on Miami. What sold Warren Sapp on Miami?
1: Erickson. Dennis Erickson. Mm. Got on a plane, landed at MCO, which is Orlando International Airport. <laughs> and mm. I didn't think he was coming. I really didn't. I mean, man, I've coming up here to recruit no country boy from Plymouth, Florida. No, he did. He him and Greg Smith jumped on jumped in a Cadillac, S T S they had just came out, the new Cadillac, jumped in that thing and he I told he said, How do I get to your house? I said, Coach, you get on four forty one, go north and drive until you just, it's jet black dog all around you, and then all of a sudden you'll see a sign that flash, and it'll say girls, 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 or it'll say nude girls. I think that's what the sign said there, nude girls. I said, it's an old trucker stop. It's the last trucker stop before you go up through Lake County. He's like, what? I'm like, just trust me, you, you can't miss this because it's, it's in a jet black. And once you pass that sign, make your next right, and then a right again, and then your first left in my house is that bright yellow one right in front of your face. <laughs> bright yellow one. Yeah, we had those. You know those little uh, those tin shingles they used to put on houses outside, where you didn't have to worry about your house painting your house or anything. Yeah. Man, my mom got one of yeah. them. Like, oh, thank God, I ain't never got to paint no more wood don't have no yes! north, though. it was in Central Florida. Don't have a
2: wood uh,
1: north. <laughs> what do you
2: mean? Wait, well, like, no I want like, to ask. I want to ask a on?
0: question here. Um, before all the internet and everything, how big? I mean, I know now today we know everything <laughs> about every recruit. How big of a recruit were you? Uh, in high school going into college? Like, were you recruited by everybody?
1: I just named you the three Florida schools. I didn't tell you about my visit to Florida State, but three Florida schools in Michigan State and Mississippi State. My coach from high school went there to be their coach of something, and he tried to get me to go there. And I told him, I said, Coach, I just can't even step foot in the state of Mississippi. So... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Times have changed, man. They're
1: getting folks to go there now. Somehow, well, some I, kind of way. Dog. Uh, you, you know, know what? The, no, no, no. The only thing I amazing. had heard of Mississippi before my coach had went to Mississippi State was Mississippi Burning and um, yes. Hines Junior College and another one up there used to get a couple of brothers, and they never got out of there. I mean, they used to go there, at, yeah. you know, them Juco's in, in Mississippi, and they never right. came out of there. Hines and another one, right? It's two, it was two big junior colleges up in Mississippi back in the day, right? Yeah, well, true.
2: And that's sure. whole, I don't remember.
1: Mississippi's a whole different show, Warren, because Chad really? and I
2: have
0: our suspicions really? of what's going on in Mississippi really? because we can't figure out how they're getting everybody there.
2: Really? Hey, <laughs> well, I got to tell you this. That movie, Mississippi Burning. Did more to hurt recruiting for Mississippi State and Ole Miss than probably anything else that's ever went down in this modern era. I mean, oh, no, no doubt. What about a time to kill? kill. Yeah, time to kill. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, no one's sending their kid there around that time. What about
1: the flag itself? I remember when they. Yeah, had well, the, I remember, I remember no when they really had the big. I remember when they had the big brouhaha about it, and then the kid was on the interview, and he said, "What's the flag gonna do to me?" I do remember
2: that. I do indeed remember that. I, oh, I remember
1: that I... so vividly. I remember that so vividly because we were in college at the time, and he was standing there, and they were doing an interview. and He's like, "What a flag gonna do to me?" And I'm like, "You have no clue what that flag represented to so many others before you, brother." And if you and won't stand that... there and say, "Take that out from in front of my face," if you're gonna ask me to play at your university, then ah, uh, ah. Uh.
0: Ah, well, that's, just that's the problem I've always, you know, I've always had the same problem with it that you're saying. I mean, number one, Oof. what it represents to a lot of people. And number two, you know, even if you're not black, to me it represents a traitor. So why why do you want to fly that flag? You're an American. Fly the American flag.
1: Traitor is the word you yeah. use? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right.
0: Yeah, they seceded from the country. Oh, okay. Traitor. So <laughs> and I know, and I, you know. And I know what it represents, what you're saying, so, I mean, I, I don't understand what am I why saying?
1: they... What, what am I saying?
0: Well, it represents it represents a bad era of racism and a lot of other horrible things, so I get it.
1: Is that what you you're sure saying? You, you sure you get it?
0: Well, well, then explain it to
1: me. Have you ever been pulled over while driving black? Have you ever I, been, have, awesome. you been, have you ever uh, been asked to leave a mall because you don't live here? that would that that would be impossible for me. Oh, I'm sorry, and then you don't feel it. So please don't tell me when you feel it when a race of people have been enslaved and oppressed longer than they've been free in this country. So please don't tell me what you feel or what I'm saying. Because I will tell you what I'm saying if you just ask. I
2: think Thank it's you. more along the lines of understanding that you would have a certain feeling towards that. So right. I know he's coming yeah, up I on think... that actual feeling of it though? No. Um, you know, I no. think we get that. I want to turn our discussion to the actual games that went down on Sunday. We had the whole Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady whole deal. Going oh, hit damn, that stuff, I don't Peyton Manning 17.
1: Hot oh, <laughs> it was a good one too. It was a good one. How, do you, a great about, football how game.
2: do you feel about? How do you feel about Peyton Manning prevailing in that matchup?
1: No. How do you feel about them firing the O line coach like he was gonna make Marcus Cannon hit a snap count or get off the ball,
2: huh? Yeah, I already posted my thoughts on that. Like, you know what, Chad, what happened to the
1: good old? the ball times the close game. Please, Chad. What happened to the good old-fashioned back offset right outside the tackle and he chips him? They don't do stuff like that anymore. The oh. New England Patriots. Oh, okay. They did that early
2: on in their dynasty. They don't do all that right. anymore
1: though. Oh that! Oh that! Oh that's that's not allowed anymore.
2: No, they've replaced that with Edelman <laughs> running a whip rock. I, you
1: still Chad, remember? I have a
0: question. I have a question for SAP here on the the game itself, and you know what you and I brought up yesterday, and what he thought about it. What did you think about that key situation? There's probably about five and a half, maybe six minutes left. They had all their timeouts left. They were down eight, and Belichick decided to go for it on fourth and one with that little pass that New England likes to do, rather than just take
1: the points at that point. Aye, because you needed a touchdown. And even by kicking the field goal, you were just going to be down five and you were going to have to come back down and go through that same situation again and get a touchdown. So you already there, you need one yard. I I, I agree with that call. I just don't agree with the, the play call by Josh McDaniels.
2: That's very I New mean, England.
1: I mean, hell, you, there's no way for you to fake two screens with the rush that was coming. You could barely get out of a, a quick out. Good God! What were you thinking? I thought they were going, it's you know, New England football, though. knuckle up. Hey man, I understand, but but they play situational football better than anybody else, in except Sunday, they got beat at they, they got beat at their signature thing. I don't know, Seth. It's, when they were
2: winning Super Bowls, the play call would have been hand the ball to Antoine Smith, hand the ball to Corey Dillon.
1: We'll get a yard. Now, obviously, you got to turn on the other side of the ball when they were grabbing Marshall Falk out the backfield and preventing the timing of that greatest show on turf to go because when you talk about Warren Sapp, Derrick Brooks, John Lynch, and them you know, grabbing the greatest show by turf and choking it is one thing. But when you're talking about, Teddy Bridgusky and Ted Johnson and <laughs> and Bobby Hamilton. <laughs> you <know>? Well, but stop! <laughs> I think you're. I think you're looking at that fourth and <laughs> play
2: call for the New England Patriots in that situation in 2001 and two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on Let back we, to
1: Emo because I want to hear the game right now. What do you think I'm thinking about right now? Fourth and one. I Emil. think I think
0: you're looking at that fourth and one as you or you know maybe I would or Chad as a fourth and one. But with New England's offense, is fourth and one any more any different than fourth and five? It's the same. They don't run the ball.
1: I get what you're saying, but you would agree with me that 4th and 1 is a lot easier to get than 4th and five. And 4th and, yes, and, that... and 1 is a lot more conceptually you know, conceivable to say, let's go for it at this point, than kicking the damn ball and giving it back to Peyton Manning, who could drive it away, and you might not get it again because like they defense some monster. You see what I'm saying?
0: Listen, I, I hear everything you're saying love, except listen. for one I thing at that point. <laughs> no, no, I what the you listen. No, no, I hear what you're saying as far as the situation. And if it was Peyton Manning of 2007, I would probably say, yeah, you got to go for it. But Denver showed no ability after the first drive in that game that they were going to eat up the last six minutes of that
1: clock. But you still put yourself in a position to where now you give them the ball and they could get two first downs and you know that does eat clock, right? And Correct. now they punt it. Now they punt it and now you got to drive it all the way back to that same situation you're at and now score a touchdown and it's less time on the clock. It, and it and it's beating away at you. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, understand. I so you're I, netting I it out of I, I agree with the call. What would, go go forward, would you have go done? For it.
1: Go for it. run it right up the middle. Would cool. you just have
0: said, "Listen, we're going to move you off the ball."
1: No, nah, I, I, no, nah, I would have spread it out and then you know see if, you know the linebackers didn't step up in the a gap like they did you know put Tom in the shotgun position you know like you finna go go do it and then go up there and goose him because Tom is the best at, at at quarterback sneak. But they yeah he is but they but they showed it at the line and that's why them linebackers never left the a gap so they should have went to a we are gonna spread you out and throw this thing and you know get them all wide and then everybody would look like okay now where well, you got to check you know you got to go cover these people you just can't leave them out there. That's right. If I and then to you would have had him run up and could, do the quarterback. If I go to a five-wide set and Tom in the shotgun, there's no way both of them linebackers are standing in the A gap, right? No, they have to go out and cover somebody. Exactly. So now I can go. I can run up to it and goose it. You see what I'm saying? And I just need to yard. Right, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the You don't like I don't like what Josh had as a play. I don't. He didn't have that kind of time. Man, but Josh he got, got the,
2: the old line coach fired.
1: <laughs> no, no, Cannon and 71. 71 come in the game as an extra tight end. Lord have mercy. <laughs> That's the one Vaughn should have, oh, my God, ooh. Vaughn's a nice kid. Oof. I would have, oof. Oof, Tom Brady. You, oof. <laughs> That's that one right there. That's the one right there where you just, oh, his helmet hits the ground first. yeah.
2: Yeah, very yeah. true. I mean, they were yeah. getting after him, Sam. Why were they able to get to? Why were they able to get to Tom Brady like that? You're a pass rusher. When you specialist.
1: play in a in a in a crowd like Denver, a place like Lambeau, a place like Giant Stadium, whenever they you know they had them defenses and you got eighty thousand on top of it like that, dog, man, you looking at that ball? You looking at that quarterback? He looking at you like, man, I ain't got no time to be sitting here jacking around with no hard count. I got to get this. <laughs> it's almost yeah. always on one. It's almost always a war. No, but I'm talking almost overall. Always, in in I I'll game, bet you seventy five percent of the snaps when you on a roll like that was on one, and he was coming.
2: No, I'm talking. I'm talking overall Seth, in general in the game. Tom Brady got hit more than you know he normally does. Listen, man, Not don't
1: don't don't, don't believe those hurry stats. Just just the hits I'll go with, but that hurry thing. I mean, everything's a hurry. So no, For some people that that's market. Mean, that everything's hurry. Ball.
2: He was getting
1: stoned and dropped on his rear end. He was feeling dude, those hits. Dude, I'm telling you, when it's on one, and I, man, Chad, you talking about the ultimate advantage is mm-hmm. the snap count. Get off! They're going backwards. Yeah, no, true. I, I, I get that. <laughs> How do you slow that down? And you, and you got I'm running and you the running ball. Two, hey, listen. And you got the guy with the that was fastest to a hundred in Demarcus where. In the reincarnation, God bless the soul of Derek Thomas. I mean, boy, he just ain't mean his home team. He just ain't nasty. Oh, well, if he was mean his home team, Tom, Tom might have not made it. Tom might have not made it to the game if if he was nasty as Derek Thomas. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no, oh. no doubt
2: about it. No doubt about oh, it.
0: they said they said that he got hit twenty times, twenty hits in that game. It was the most in an NFL game this season, and I think the most since. Two thousand seven or something, I read
1: that a quarterback actually got left, hit. Since I left the league, yeah, that's about when we was doing it before two thousand seven. Yeah. yeah, we, we assaulted twenty hit. hits
0: on, on him in that game. Nice, he threw it what fifty two times. What? Something like that. Yeah, he threw nice. over 50, I think. Nice ratio.
1: Yeah, well, he, I'm surprised listen, he man, didn't get hurt. Listen, these guys are Hall are of Famers. We've been saying how great Bill Belichick was because he would take trash. He went to the Super Bowl with Russ, Russ Hochstein at guard. When I interview, when I walked up to Russ Hochstein, Russ looked at me. I said, son, I don't even know how you're standing in front of me right now at the Super Bowl. He said, I know one. <laughs> Watch this kid come out of Nebraska. He was on my team. I tried to help Russ. I said, Russ, sit back. And then if the man running you, grab him or swing him to the ground, jump back, you know, make a person go through you. Don't let him just juke you and go around. Oh, man, it was easy. Russ Hochstein, Ooh, That was called a plus minus well, it was, in, in one-on-one. Plus minus. He it was, was Brady and it was Manning.
2: We did ask this question before you came on, Seth. Do you think Uh-oh. this is the end for Peyton Manning, win or lose in this Super Bowl?
1: Please. Yes, it has to be. Because yeah, did you uh, see did you see his face after that week seventeen he's a you know when I I, I you know, I, I didn't I didn't get many reps this week <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That was classic right there because when you talk about being the king of the hill and all of a sudden you're a backup and nobody cares, it is a v we play the most humbling game on earth. And you mm-hmm. saw you saw a humble man, and he will really enjoy himself and and go to the Super Bowl, and this will be wonderful, and he'll ride off in the sunset because it's a wonderful story, win or lose. It's a wonderful story.
0: And he really saved Kubiak. We were saying before you came on the air that whole Week Seventeen thing where he came in and basically that's how they got to the Super
1: Bowl because if they got to go to New England, no way they win. Nobody. Right,
0: and, right. so he basically saved Kubiak a very uncomfortable situation because had Osweiler played well in Week 17 and they went into the playoffs, you know, winning that game convincingly, he's got Peyton Manning standing on the bench in, and in the And not caring
1: about him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the key, and not caring about him. I mean, not, he's an afterthought. An right. afterthought. Yeah, no. No doubt well, the about greatest that. quarterback to ever take game. a snap was about to be an afterthought, and now he's standing in the Super Bowl, about to go head to head with Superman. I love it. What a story! It is a yeah, great story. Let's, let's great story. Great game. story. And obviously, great very story. lopsided, Matt, 49 to 15.
2: Did you did you envision a scenario where that could happen?
1: If you give the damn ball away like Seattle and Arizona did, you can't turn the ball over in an NFL playoff game and expect to win, especially on the road. Are you kidding me? It's a joke. Uh, you no know doubt
2: about it. But it's a joke. I, I tend to believe Carolina's defense doesn't get its just due in terms of credit. Do you agree or disagree with that?
1: I Disagree. Because that's the same defense that was up 35 to seven, and then it was 35 to 35. That's the same defense that was up 31 nothing, and it came out to be 24 to 31. So what just do? Are they? they, they I mean, oh, we're a great starting team. When they, whenever a team fumbling and giving it away, we'll build a lead. But when they going up and down the football field, it's real hard for us to turn it off. Come on, man. Give me a break let's just, that but patch.
2: Let's just look at what they've done in
1: terms of turnovers over the last two games. These are playoff games. These when these you're are the giving the ball year. away in a NFL game, no matter where it's at, if you're giving it away downhill on Biscayne Boulevard, you're going to lose the game. It don't matter. Turnovers okay. so is the worst. <sighs> Give, Give away the your Come on. Give away your takeaway. It's a legit so question. So, 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 I mean... You can call it whatever you want. They do say giveaway, takeaway. It is a it is a slash in between, right? Giveaway, takeaway. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Plus minus. Yeah. I got it. I know. I know what it is, hey, Chad. I've I've got my own on that. You
2: know, there's some times when it is are a giveaway.
1: Are you, just, are you are you are you a what? Uh, who 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 are you a fan of that that doesn't get credit on that? Luke Kuechly is the greatest linebacker we've seen since Dick Buckus.
0: Well, but I I, got it that. sounds like you, it sounds like you're saying that 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 they don't have anything to do with the takeaways. I mean, wouldn't you agree that at least you know they're causing them?
1: So you're telling me when Russell Wilson is in that pocket as the quarterback, they did anything but rush. Only thing he had to do was just eat the ball and take the sack, right? Well, um, yeah, but wait that's a one. Wait a second. That's I mean, one. F- that's one. F- so uh, F- what, what, what was the next one in that game?
0: But you're taking two – you're just taking these
1: specific I'm just games. Taking I'm, taking, I'm, uh, I'm taking, I'm these, taking what? You're taking these two games.
0: You're, you're using these two games. They led the league, didn't they, in takeaways this year or something close to it?
1: Listen, brother, when the opposing team is committing turnovers, giving you the football, I expect you to win. But when the New York Giants wouldn't turn it over – and they were coming at them up and down the field? I mean, how do you turn that off? What? what? When they don't turn turn the ball over to us, they can score. That's what that defense says to me. That's how you're looking at it, huh? Because I've had the lead in a football game where I had my foot on somebody's neck, and you don't take your foot off. (laughs) That's what a great defense does. It continues the onslaught. Because that's all we know what to do. We are trained one way to crush uh-huh. your neck. Yeah, I get crush it. Them like, I get crush it. them like bugs. I get it. Crush them like bugs. That's what I would talk, Chad. Crush them like bugs. Yeah. So
0: yeah. You're saying I you're got... saying they just don't, they don't put the other team away. I guess is what I'm getting from you. is No. Listening. What
1: I'm telling you, if the other team is not turning the football over, they go, They're going to you... score, and we're going to have a back and forth game. Yeah, all now, right. I get that's that. that's what I'm saying to you. I get that. The reason gotcha. why they, yeah, they have blowout the games on, is because I, the other team has given the ball away. Don't, all right, Carolina took it away, <laughs> got the takeaway because the other team is turning the ball over. Because this don't make no <laughs> sense. What Carson Palmer was doing? Are you kidding me? Well, he was <laughs> that. <laughs> that's <a good> point, <laughs> He man. was what? He I mean, from the first pass I mean, when he just, when he threw it when he threw it over Buddy Head, you went, "What was that?"
2: Well, you know that's your one that's your one freebie you're gonna get. But you saw that look in his eyes somewhere in the middle of that game. No, 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 no! no, no. I'm talking
1: about. Let's guy. go back to the beginning of the game. The first pass when he went back and Buddy was in there. And that's I mean, I can make that throw. <laughs> I know, you know, but you know, he just, but, you know, he just failed he that thing. Did okay. he not? You come on! You talking about that first those. pass. He just and you went and last and tail looked like huh? I thought the thought the worst kick he
0: threw was the one in the end
1: zone. Oh, the one when he just stared Buddy down after they had a chance in his first and ten and he goes for the for the kill? Yeah, and that, and I that thought guy, that was horrible. And, and, and he's not even – and 12 is not even – and Brown's not even open. No. That he's was not, terrible. He's not even open. The DB – the back DB going to make that play, <clears throat> let alone the safety. But Carson has always yeah, been you know. this. Hey, Carson Palmer has always been this in the playoffs. He's only had Let's two talk games. about the under
2: quarterback because now – that everyone is on the, the bandwagon, got heavy overnight. What's to this, what's this say about Cam Newton? Oh, you know what? I want to ask you this question. When Cam Newton was coming out, honestly speaking, hand on the Bible, Sap. What were your thoughts about Cam Newton's future in the NFL? What did you think he would be?
1: You know, I have tape on this at the NFL Network, if you want to go get it. I told him, I said, listen.
2: Well, you well, can't we might need to roll. Read
1: Hey, I told him, you can't tell me somebody this big, that strong, that fast is going to get to this league and all of a sudden because Mike Mayock was on this, oh, he's going to, you know, not work. I said, you know what? I was there with Jamarcus Russell. I was there. And Jamarcus Russell was the first pick in the draft and wasn't signed until the other 31 picks in the draft were signed before him. How does that happen? Because last time I checked in the National Football League, the number one pick sets the market. Al didn't want to pay that man. That man walked into that place in week 15. He didn't have a chance. And then had a coach that didn't want him in Lane Kiffin. I said, if that what y'all going to give Cam Newton? And he doesn't have a shot. But if you're going to give him what you give any other quarterback that's drafted in the first round, a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, a backup wide receiver, a slot guy, you know, all the damn pieces you get anywhere else, then it, it, the sky's the limit. But you can't tell me something. I say he's the, I call him the purple unicorn because he's special and unique. It ain't it ain't yeah, Sam, close. You,
2: I want you to explain to Emil, because I've met Cam Newton on a couple of occasions. Explain to him just how big that guy
1: is. Emil, have you ever seen Dante Cole? Uh
2: I've never been next to him, but yes, I've seen
1: him
0: on TV and he's huge.
1: Like that, but but in shape. And, 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 like, <laughs> like and nothing, nothing against Pep, because Pep was a monster, too. But, I mean, it was like another level when, when I talked to him. I went, God. God that was my love
0: impression.
1: It. I love but hunting. you know what
0: I always thought about Cam Newton hunting. coming out of college?
2: <laughs> no. I thought his
0: throwing of the football was underrated. I mean, he, I I always thought he threw a, a nice ball. I don't know why people are surprised no, no, that he's doing it now. it
1: ain't the traditional drop-back, over-the-top throw. And you have to fit a certain bill for certain people to check off on you. Because right. Mike Mayock had uh, two quarterbacks ahead of this man. Who? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> oh, you got to go check my uh, you... tweet. I, I, it's in there. I'll look it up for you. You know what <laughs> <laughs> a
2: damning way of just realizing how big Cam Newton is? There was a game this year against Green Bay where he scored <laughs> and needed the football back, and he had to get it from Julius Peppers, who is a huge human being. And Cam, damn near was eye to eye with that guy. And look, you know, if they had their backs to with the same uniform and number on, it would have been hard to tell the difference between those oh. two. Nah, no, he, he, he ain't that big,
1: but he big. He ain't that big, but he big. Because Julius Peppers is just a freak. Oh, good God almighty. Yeah, I he mean, his head a long... He he hey, Julius time. Peppers is that. the only human being that makes Peyton Manning's head look small. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Julius Peppers is a different human being. Oh my goodness, that is a monster. That's how tall is he? About six seven? Peppers? Yeah, 6'6, 6'6, 6'6 and six, six and a half, something like that. Yeah, he he's a monster. Ooh. Bow legged and, a and athletic and just hostile, mobile too. Ooh, I love that boy. Ooh, ooh. Him and send me your rice has, for my two one favorite of those
2: ends. where he's real big and he's the way he looks, you feel like even if I try to run away from this guy, he could catch me. That's that scary bit. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, he'd
1: definitely to catch me.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have this off-the-beat question for you. Have you seen that video of Mike Ditka pulling the wad out on NFL countdown? Have you seen that?
1: A wad of tobacco?
2: Uh, man, uh, well then I guess I need to tag you to this. I'm gonna tag it to you right now. I found this absolutely hilarious. But hey man, and men man, tag man, me as man, well. Man, I want to see I to see The man, man, fall, see the man
1: fall asleep on the set. So I mean, what? I just Wait, yeah. wait. So, I, mean, <laughs> I just tagged
2: you to it. Check it out. All right, hey, now, boy, listen.
1: We, uh, I love Dicker. Iron might the old cowboy, the great uh, 85 bands, all that, but boy, when you go to sleep on on the set, I mean, geez, woof, it's tough, man. <laughs> he's, reached, he's, he's reached up there. Well, listen, we're not going to have
2: you on next week, but we are going to have you on in two weeks, and uh, we're going to put your feet to the fire and ask you for a prediction on the Super Bowl. You
1: Be prepared I, for I that. that. I kind of figured that. You always got to have a yeah, prediction well, whenever yeah. you're talking about the game itself. I don't have a problem with that. And, Amo, I want to hear your prediction and give me the line when I before I go with my prediction because I need, at least got to know what the better is thinking. How about that, Amo? Okay. The, the yeah, line, at least guy. when I – let me check it right now. Not now, not now, not now, not now, not now. I don't want to know the I don't want to know the lie when I go in the lab. When I go in the lab, I just want to get in the lab. It's just about the facts in the in the trenches for me when I get in there. I don't want to think about no numbers and nothing nobody in Vegas thinking because they get information from the training room and places that they shouldn't get information. But they got one in every team. They got one on everything. So. God. Well, you
2: know before you know, Sab. How why don't we do this before we let you go? Well, we'll do this in two parts. Since we've got two weeks before the Super Bowl, let's ask you a couple of questions of what the first week is like. Then, when you come back for the week before the Super Bowl, we'll ask you what game week is like. So, tell us what's the what's the biggest deal with the first week heading into the two weeks before the 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 actual Super Bowl? How
1: at what point is the game plan put in? Sorry. I have no clue. I told you oh, we the right. really? team, we're the last team. we the last team to go straight from the NFC Championship game straight to the Super Bowl. We're the last one. Now something, we didn't, have that. Something we didn't have that. About, Did you didn't get, you get from, two weeks. You didn't get two weeks of SAP. That would have been wonderful. Oh my goodness, uh, mm-hmm. so, two so weeks of fat. Boy. So you, you know insane. what? You because, I mean, two weeks. this 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 is the way I think I would do it if I, in in my little twenty years of football NFL knowledge, let me give you what I would put together with you know with. The guys I know. I'd go almost like a half off week right here, you know. Get your get your stuff together, get all the tickets, get all that out of the way, because I know that that that's the worst. Tickets, hotels, family travel is done this week right here. We're gonna do that right now. We're gonna get everything out of the way. So when you walk in here on Thursday, no, Wednesday. I give you two days, I give you Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday you come in here, we going to work. Because, I mean, I got to get all the travel and everything, and we'll help you, and we'll get all the secretaries, you know, everybody get the name, spelling, date of birth, everybody that's traveling, where they going to be staying. We get all the logistics out of the way. What's the logistics out of the way is on to the game plan. Then we can go 10 days. It's like having, you know, like playing a Thursday night game. You got 10 days to go at somebody, and then you go. So i go that route. You got to get all the logistics out of the way. You, I, I put a picture up on Instagram the other day where I had like 50 tickets on my bed. <laughs> my dude hit me back was like, man, I remember that day, man, I walked in the room and you were handing me my tickets. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. It's mad. Wow, that's it's mad. Crazy. You know, it's uh, you got to make, sure. You yeah, gotta make sure the baby's mom, grandma, auntie, everybody fly out. Everybody got the right room. You make imagine. sure they ain't got the wrong roommate or a king bed, and there's two of them in there, and they're looking like, i supposed to sleep with him. No, you're supposed to have a, king, a double <laughs> bed. Act for a double, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, listen. Seth, I'm oh, oh community yeah, community you know this, Chad. When you I got country people. folks that ain't never been nowhere, you fly all the way to California. Whatever room they get, they're going to make it work. Maybe we ain't never had that. we going to make this work. <laughs> sure. You know,
2: you, you're talking about people who have slept in a bathtub before and it wasn't even in a hotel. I, I
1: get that, it. That's I'm not an know. issue. That's
2: not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, look, as I was saying, I'm an idiot, so that's why I have Emil here to prevent me from being a complete idiot. If you're not on next week, you're not on right before the game. So, I got to put you on the seat right now. I got to put you on the hot seat right now since you're not on next week. Uh, Who's winning this? All
1: right, Emil. Give me the the last. Talk to me. Right (laughs) now, we have Carolina
0: as a four-and-a-half point favorite. (laughs) Four-and-a-half Carolina favored.
1: I love Von think- Miller and Demarcus Ware, and I don't. I know the blind the blind side can't block either one of them, so they're gonna have to come up oh, with a game plan. And I know Shula, he he knows he knows how to play that kind of game. So the the rush will be neutralized with with a with a with a combination of the purple unicorn just avoiding it and just I mean they're not very Von and Von and. <laughs> and D-Ware ain't very big, and this boy here is something else, and you just got to have a nasty disposition when you go at him. I'm going to go with Carolina. I'm going to go with the NFC. Give us a score. There you go, see? Yeah. <laughs> 28-24. Ooh. 28-24, so he
0: he's picking p- a
2: thriller.
0: He would take the points. Okay.
2: Yeah, he's uh, by a half, too, he's calling for all types of drama. I, mean, a lot of I, didn't, I didn't have, I mean, a lot of I didn't have anything KK. to
1: do with that gambling discussion y'all just had. I just told y'all to score. You asked me for a score, I gave you a score. Thank you. I'm done with it whatever is, y'all, y'all talking have, about now. I cannot be with associated with known off. gamblers. I mean, I, I, I we understand that. I cannot be associated we, with known gamblers. Y'all play fantasy, right? All right, we fantasy players. Right. Okay, right. okay, we, so we understand. For now,
2: that's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, for now, that's going to be okay. What's wrong y'all? What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to, you know, me and, man, me and Paul Hornet, sit side by side, you know, signing autographs one time. He gave me one of the greatest pictures I own of him and Vince Lombardi, mm-hmm. and he wrote on it. He said, "Coach would have loved to coach you." I mean, I mean, Paul Horn my it? man, but I don't want to join Paul Horney in the gambling club. Y'all leave me alone, man. I ain't got nothing to do with y'all gambling, uh, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all make money, to do what y'all do on my off time, please, on my off oh time. Oh man, I feel
0: like I'm on with Sapp's lawyer here. Okay, okay, we got you.
1: No Thank Pete you. Rose, no Paul Horney, we got you. you. And I, I, I don't think they could take my bus out the hall, but I just don't do the gambling thing. Y'all go enjoy yourself, play your damn fan, dude uh, or whatever. <laughs> oh man, I love y'all. I love y'all. You. i just pretty, let you, you know. I, I don't do the gambling. Here, I don't. I've never done it. I, it's silly to me. How could you? How could you bet your money in a five billion dollar casino? They didn't build that for you to make money. Of course nah, not. Man,
2: don't spoil it. Don't spoil it
1: for them casino owners. <laughs> <almost> <laughs> really? Yeah, you're right. Really? really? What are you letting
0: the secret out of the bag? You 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 mean they didn't build that casino with winners? Oh my god. No, they didn't build it for winners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you With keep the bookie. Good job. Okay. The so team there team we have it. Sap Sap is against the gambling thing, and he has the Carolina Panthers winning the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. 20, you
1: guys, you guys are unbelievable. One day they didn't even got home and they you know went back to the facility and looked at the other team yet. They didn't even put a game plan in. Y'all that made me call out a score. I love y'all on the uh after. I love but y'all. But you seen them, and that's
2: all we needed to know. You saw it, and that's all we need to do. <laughs> so the next
1: time we get you on, set, we're going to talk about what happened in that Super Bowl, man. We'll and in the and that. in the lax the Pro Bowl. I mean, is it just anybody get to go now? Oh, Good that's Lord. pretty
2: much how
0: it works. If you if you call off the game, then somebody else gets to go, and they get to be called the Pro Bowl or two. All
1: I, right. I, I'm going to tell you two something that you two might not know. Do you know the first line of an NFL contract? What? No. What is it? It says, what is I. it? With a line, you have to put your name in there. If selected to the NFC, AFC, Pro Bowl, will participate. That is the first line of an NFL contract. You're kidding me. Wow. That's the first line of an NFL contract. Somebody has got to come up with some surgeries or some medical excuses of why they're not going to these Pro Bowls, or somebody's going to get fined. Well, nobody seems uh to want to go. Everybody has a reason not to go anymore. It seems like 20, 30 guys say they can't go. We finna see, cause I mean, the, the medical staffs about to be put on alert. I'm telling you, the league's not gonna have this, cause you're not. They can't sell the Pro Bowl then. You have no stars. Well, yeah, I know fewer there are stars cars you in the Pro Bowl. Stars. you have fewer stars, and then those stars are only gonna play the first quarter. I already know. Once you, once you've gone for three times in a row, oh, that's it. I'm one quarter. You young bucks? Hey, boy, you, you, you ready? <laughs>
2: if you need a ball, I got you. you. Be- before if you need you a go, blow, this- I got
1: you. But I'm not playing. I'm not playing past halftime. So, I mean, whatever you need me to do in the first half to get you to halftime that you can finish this game, because I'm not playing in the second half. I'm telling you, And it turns into a uh-uh. That's why it well, looks be honest, like honest looks.
0: Be, be honest here. Take off your NFL cap. But, but do you, did you really not you didn't want to play in the Pro Bowl? Come on, did you? I mean, you wanted to be voted to it, but you didn't want to play, did you?
1: Oh, you're crazy. I wanted, really? wanted to... I wanted to get there and watch Deion I wanted to get there and watch Sanders lay his clothes out on the floor and, and make a miniature man on the floor so he could look like what see what he looked like and he's sitting there dressing the, it was a great it was a great thing ever. I wanted to sit there with, with, with Reggie White and Randall McDaniel I mean uh, Randall uh, John Randall and um, yeah. the rest mm-hmm. of the crew that was there, what was that, Daniel Stubblefield and all the boys. I'm I'm sitting there with all I mean, Emmett Smith's in the locker room. Are you kidding me?
2: Okay. I, I didn't know. I'm just asking
1: you. <laughs> are you kidding me? Brett, Brett, Farms in the locker room here, there talking crazy. I mean, come on. Are you? It's like you're kid in the candy store. It's the great set of great, and, you, and you're what? And you, you in the same company. Are you kidding me? Of course what I did. I would mean, have got me some blue and white because, you know all that stuff in Tampa was, you know. Black and dog, you know. I got to give me some right. different color shoes on my feet. Got me some blue and white jays, you know. Get to see Peyton Manning, you know. Checking, I hadn't played Peyton at the time, you know. Looking at all, you know, the different people and stuff. I mean, come on, man. Ah, come on, man. Out there with Neil Smith, I mean, you get to walk up on the greats and they're gonna say, "What up, baby." And you know, you get the and you got a two-hour tab on the bar because Derek Thomas, God bless his soul, and Cortez Fat Kennedy wasn't playing that, so you had to you had to give up a good bill. So you were sitting there for two hours till your bill was over. So everybody was gonna come over and say hello to you. You met wives and coaches and every, I mean, it's a real. I was process. I was have thinking of it more ever? from have the you ever first. Been there?
0: No, to Hawaii, I
2: have not oh, been to Jesus. Hawaii. Wow.
1: No, no, to the Pro Bowl. No, no, I've never been to the Pro Bowl. Jeez. Never. never. Trust me, if you ever got there and went to the Iolani in the back with Allen, that's the bartender's name. <laughs> I mean, trust me, it's a whole lagoon in the back, your family. I mean, come on, dog. You get to sit there with Jerry Rice, his old lady, your old lady, sitting there having dinner. I mean, come on, man. What are you talking about? Wait, Saps, you uh, about you're, t- you're telling me the player the game. experience, though. Playing game. Yeah, that? that's what uh, I mean. Are we talking about the actual players who would be in my position, right? No, they am talking. Did you,
2: did you want, did to, you want to play, play <laughs> on the field? <laughs> yes,
1: okay, yes, right. because that was a part of the thing. I mean, we we went up, we woke up that morning, me and Derek, because me and Derek was, you know, we was transferring who drove every day, who drove every day. So this day we pull mm-hmm. up, I was driving, and mm-hmm. Emmett Smith came out like he was late to work. He went, oh man, hey, what's up, Emmett? Man, the bus gone? I said, yeah, Dawie. I said, stuck get in. You gonna give me a ride? Hmm. I mean, dog. <laughs> no. Do I want to play? Come on. At the end of it, it was about money because you wanted to cut down your bill because it was only like twenty five thousand and twelve five to the one. I think it's big bigger numbers now, but you were trying to cut this bill because, trust me, <laughs> we were playing at the end of the game. Go back and look at those games at the end of the fourth quarter. You heard Troy Aikman on Sunday. It was a assault on quarterbacks at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think is, look up, look up. Game. Trust me. Look up the, the the MVPs of the Pro Bowl. It's like. Uh, a bunch of defensive players. <laughs> Trust me, I'm telling you, man. They used to assault the quarterback at the Pro Bowl. Boy, it was a fallout. Boy, I was there that day. Kevin Cogan and um, Neil Smith got into the big fight. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that whole thing. Yeah, Because he got a fight with everybody. You talking to you talking to an old old Dirty uh, B? We used to fight and everything at the Pro Bowl. This was serious. It was it was over twelve thousand five hundred dollars, dog. Twelve five. I don't know if that excites them today. Listen, these are different kids because the guys I played with came out of the the, the non-free agent era. You know, the the Reggie White case was in what, 92? 92?
0: The 92 or
1: 93. Yeah. yeah. So I got in the league in 95, went to my first Pro Bowl in 98. So you talking about a span of four, five, you know, five, six years right there. Them old heads are still there. You know, like, like the 12-name right. complaints in the Reggie White case, I played in the Pro Bowl with them. <laughs> right, right, right. They don't play no games. I mean, Hardy Nickerson was my roommate my rookie year. Holy smokes. I got yeah, to I remember the, him. I got the collective bargaining agreement slammed in front of me. Read that. I'm like, what is that? Boy? That's what you sitting underneath. I'm like, what? Yeah,
2: even. What are you talking man, about? Man. You, want, you
1: want to know something about this league, boy. So that's what made me, you know, like, okay, let me pay attention to what's going on. Because if it's affecting me, then I might want to at least have a say or send the right representative from my football team. So, you know, we never joke with the PA. You know, like most teams made us a joke who was the PA rep and stuff and all that. No, no, we're not going to do that. Whoever represents us, we're going to pick out that guy that represents us and we're going to send him because we, we're not sending no clown. Uh-uh. No, no. And, you and you who
2: represented you?
1: Who, who uh, represented you?
2: Guys? I forget. It
1: wasn't. It wasn't. Uh. It wasn't Rondé. Uh-uh. Randy wasn't the, Randy wasn't the, uh. Rondé wasn't. Rondé won the the lawyer. His brother was.
2: <laughs> what about John Lynch? Wasn't John Lynch uh-uh, uh-uh, on your Lynch team? Lynch
1: was a hitter. You don't want a guy with uh, that 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 you know got a little buzz on, go on Sunday con- in going in and in there Nah, the uh-huh. nah, uh-huh. 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 oh, Wait.
0: He got through Stanford. He had to be a little. He had to be a little bit
1: smart stop. Did you know Stanford would not flunk their athletes when John Lynch went to school? I didn't know that. It was called the Stanford D. That's why I had Stanford N with D. That's it. No E in Stanford. You get a D. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you get a got <laughs> you. We're getting gotcha. a ton of nuggets from Mister Warren Sapp here on the ground. Uh, hey man, you, you know me, baby. If you if you go there, I'm gonna give it to you because I mean we just I mean you know when you when you in the mud with a man, you, you you learn a lot about him. And we just we just shoot it straight. Hey, Lincoln laughed about that. <laughs> yeah, the Stanford D A. You heard about that, stuff. I'm like, Yeah, man. Why you tell me I went with to the Stafford too? <laughs> That's why I probably look at Sherman like really. Come on, stop it, Richard. <laughs> give me give me, a, give me, an Ivy League. If you walk around like James Brown with a Hartford ring on, then I give you a little more love. I mean, you, you get the nod. Hey, can we get a representative from Stanford to call into the show
2: right now? I'm sure they're they listening to this right now. they'd like
1: blow out Please call them. in if you got the guts. What are Condoleezza You Rice. know what? Get Condoleezza right on Sapp the line. Just told me,
2: <laughs>
0: what Sapp just told me just warmed my heart because the next time I get in an argument as a USC fan with a Stanford guy, I'm gonna to have to bring that up. You know, you don't fail your athletes, so don't give me that crap.
1: This was back in the oh, day. I don't man. know what you they're know, doing awesome
0: now. This USC was back in the day. Guys. Now, uh, you know,
1: you know, we played at a different time. I mean, and you That's went to the true. University of Spoiled Children.
0: I did not go there. I'm a USC fan. My I went to a oh, Jesuit you're a USC university. Fan.
1: Oh, you are just a university of sport children fan. Oh, okay. You have Yes, a I, I went I went to a Jesuit university there. that does
0: not have a football team. So, I'm allowed to pick hey, well, a football oh, team. Yeah, 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 No, no,
1: no. You're allowed to be a fan of whoever you want. No no problem. Sure. No problem. uh uh Cuz I was a I was a Gator fan for a minute. Then I switched to Bobby bound cuz you know Sammy Smith went there from my high school and he was he's like my sister. So, you know, I was, a, you know, Florida State fan. You know, Herb Gaynor and Dion Sanders, all that. You know, I loved all that. And then I was a cane, and now I can't stand a Seminole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, right.
2: It hey, the, the state for me. Florida Florida state Take
1: over state the fan. moon or something. The you know? fan
2: ended up being a cane. Now I got a problem with Seminole somehow, some kind of
1: way. I got a real problem with them. <laughs> but at least they'll play right, I got man, a real, man, real problem with Gators. Though. I got a real issue with Gators, though. Yeah, the next oh, time, boy. like I
2: said, the next time we have you on, we'll be talking about this Super Bowl and how Carolina won it 28-24. Wouldn't that be oh, no, a no, no. What, do y'all, what do y'all
1: think of Thomas Davis talking about He going to play with a rope four? Hey,
2: man, can you doubt that guy? He's been through everything else. Football.
1: Yeah, actually, know? I can on this one because Jack Youngblood had a – that was a hairline fracture. You know, I talked to Jack. You did? Jack said, oh, ah. that was a hairline fracture. I said, oh, okay, Jack, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it hurt, but It was a
2: good one to tell it's funny, Seth, that you bring that up because I was talking to MLI. We're talking about the very first Super Bowls we could remember. And as a Los Angeles Rams that fan, one. that's the first Super Bowl that I remember. And all they talked about during that
1: game was he had a broken leg. No hairline fracture talk. Broken leg, yeah, just so broke leg. leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I asked him when he was sitting there, and I got in the hall. So I figured I had the credentials now to ask him. I said, "All right, Jack, give me, give it to me on the broke leg." He said, "I had a lot of fractures." I said, "Okay, that's all right." He, that's so, just, so it was just, it was just like a nasty, nasty shin split just running up here. He said, "Oh yeah, but I had some good pills." I said, "All right, <laughs> <man." laughs> there <This laughs> you too, man. I, I know true. what that's like. I I, I played the games like that with 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 you know the thirty-four millimeter broke. You know, what I'm saying still broken. That thing, boy, whenever you hit something, just sends a, I mean, like, send a shock through your body, you're like, Ugh. but boy, you get that, you know, get a couple of shots here, there, then you hit it, it's just a, Ugh. you're like, okay, it's just like a regular little pain, then you hit it again, then you don't feel that one, then the second quarter, then you're like, okay, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: then the fourth quarter, when that game goes zero, you go, Lord, what did I do? <laughs> Yes, I know. So when the, when the medication wears off, I'm sure I'm oh, sure it doesn't feel too I'm telling clean. you, after the game goes zero, and you and, and that adrenaline goes away because now you've got the feeling of winning and loss, and now it's high. Ah, and then you go, yeah. oh, Lord, what did I do? My head? <laughs> go goes <to> shaking. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, my son played. My son played in his Citrus Bowl with a sports hernia, and obviously you can't play with that unless you get some kind of pills. He
0: played, what? and when
2: that game was over, uh, the mother of all pain in that man region came in on him. Said,
1: what? Uh, you, you know no, there you know there what is you know. no mercy for what you've done to yourself when that actual pain hits you. Holy smokes, boy! <laughs> yeah, Unbelievable, absolutely. but you can't you can't do that with a forearm. Not not. I mean, how is he supposed to swing and tackle and hit? What?
0: Yeah, well, know. first you time somebody,
1: first time he tackles know, somebody, he's going to be an excruciating Last time I said it was it was rip, wrap, and grab cloth. And once he rip and wrap, ain't no grabbing. I mean, pfft, ah, <laughs> every uh, there you go go. Here, see you. You play, and, you play, and the last thing I want to cool do, the last thing I want to do to job. my football team on the world's biggest stage is handicap them. Yeah, true, true. But if he
2: does play a full 60 minutes and plays well in that game, you're going to have a bunch of people wanting to find out what the hell he took and want some of that. No doubt about that. That's
1: Chad, true. I've been in the NFL locker, in the room. locker room. There's four There's four things on the counter in the NFL locker room now. You know what that is? Lay it on us. Tylenol, Aleve, Advil, and Bear. Yeah? Don't they use Th- that one corridor or
0: whatever it's called?
1: Nope. You, If you need a toy it all shot, you have to go to your trainer on Thursday. Tell him you, you want one. He fill you a prescription on Friday, hands it to you. You go to the, to the pharmacy, go get it, and you have to put it in your carrying case and bring it to the stadium or on your bag and tote it on the road with you and bring it to the stadium.
0: That's for liability, right? Because they don't want to be the ones who gave. They don't
1: want to be the ones that that prescribe it, right? No. 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 We had. They had to change the culture because there was always a bag man. We got on the plane after the game. The bag man would walk mm. down the aisle, and you get your, <laughs> you get what you right. need. Wow. So when the, D, when the when the, when the DEA shows up and raids everybody's stuff, you know, you're like, ah, we got to get rid of the bag man. No problem. Right. Ain't no more Dr. feel good on the planes or in the locker room except Bear, Aleve, Aspirin, and Tylenol. Did that well, change I recommend Aleve. Were... It
0: works for my knees very well.
1: A leave does. A leave is good for 12 hours. Yeah, Yeah. I like a leave. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, but when you get into uh, 60 car accidents every Sunday afternoon... (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not talking about. I'm talking for me, not for you. Hey, not I mean, you. We not not talking about me or you. We talk about the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna do no good. Yeah. Trust me. No. Two Tyler laws don't do that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. That's why. <laughs> that's right. why well, when you see that's different. why the NFL locker rooms that come to Roach Motel when most of them go in there on a Sunday afternoon they don't check out. They check in. They don't check out. Cause yeah. There ain't nothing in yeah. there for them except ice and aspirin. Yeah. Yeah, we're perfect. leaving it there, man. We're
2: leaving it. We'll check you after the Super Bowl <laughs> on uh, two weeks from now. Appreciate you being on and dropping all them nuggets for us, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sapp. Uh, all right, that was Warren Sapp. A um, hundred miles an hour with that guy, still, still. All right, well, listen, that's the end of our show, man. We we covered a lot of ground with Sap today, didn't we? Oh, we were all
0: over the map with him.
2: Yeah, we're all over the map, uh, but again, we appreciate we appreciate you coming on and joining us. We want to thank y'all for listening. Programming announcement: The Recruiting Roundtable show will be on tomorrow night at 8 p.m. You don't want to miss it. You definitely don't want to miss it. We're we're right up against signing day, so you want to join in for that. A lot of news to spread. So thank you for listening. For Emil Calamino, I'm Chad Wilson. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you tomorrow night for the Recruiting Roundtable. No safety.